This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hey guys, what's up? This is Dan. And this is Kelly. Uh, we have a really exciting announcement today. We uh, actually are doing a prize contest giveaway. Yes, a prize contest giveaway. Everyone knows that... Our big thing on this show is oatmeal. Like, we talk about it every episode. We can't shut up about oatmeal. Yeah, it's like I mean, the subject it's... of the show almost next to Make Me Like It is oatmeal. I can't stop liking oatmeal. Right, and we talk about it. It's like the mascot, you might say. And we have tons show. of oat heads that are right. listening to the show. People yeah. are always writing to us about oats, and they yeah. want to have hear our take on oats, which right. is always that we like it. But, you know, so there's a big, big network here of right. oat heads. So we are going to do this amazing giveaway. You will receive, get this, a canister of quick cook steel cut oats Mm-mm. if you win this contest. So all you have to do to enter the contest, now how, I mean, what what a great prize, right? right? That's quick cook be, steel cut oats. I mean, that's top notch. It's going to be sent to your doorstep. You don't right have to, to your go. door. We'll yeah. send it to you. So all you have to do, it's so easy to enter. Just send us an email to Little Puppy Questions. Now, in the email subject, uh, make sure it says oats. That needs to be the subject. Right. Uh, and the A has to be an at sign. Very yeah. simple to, to Very enter. Simple. Oats, yeah. subject, at sign. Um, then in the body of the email. Yeah, we say, we want you to say oatmeal, oatmeal. Me like oatmeal. And don't say we like oatmeal. It's me like oatmeal. Right. We already simple. got a few right. of those oatmeal, and that's a problem. Oatmeal. Yeah, that's a problem. We've been getting a lot of uh, we like oatmeal. And then write just a short little poem about oatmeal. Right. And, and that's all up to you. That's up to you. That's all you. It doesn't have to rhyme. It's however you want to do a poem. Poetry is poetry. And then at the end, sign it with your parents' biological names. It doesn't have to be your biological parents. Right. But it has to if be you're their adopted, biological, uh, their names. just, you know, adopted parents. If you're a bastard, that's fine. Yeah. Just... Bastards are free to join. Right. Um, so again, super easy. Also, also, uh, there's no clear reason why one person is going to win. It's not the first person to email us, not the last person or the 10th person it's to email us. It's not whether we like your parents' names or not. Or the poem. Right. So don't worry about that. Very easy to join, easy to win. Yeah. Oats, me. Mm, oatmeal, 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 me like oatmeal. oatmeal. A little poem, a little your parents' name. Ha- Guys, what a fun contest. Uh, please uh, send us an email. Yeah. Because this is Make, Make Me Like It. it. Welcome in. Welcome in to the show. The show. Today we talk about e Shakespeare. The accents have changed three or four times. Yeah, in 80 the few times words. within four words that we said. So we're talking about the bard himself, Mr. Yes. Bald Man, <laughs> little Billy Shakes. Little ba- Billy Shakes, little wispy hair around the bald head. Little, uh, what's his name? Ruffled feathers, Ray ruffled Fines collar. Brother J- Joseph Fiennes played him in Shakespeare in Love. Oh, really? Yeah. Now that was a sexy movie. Oh, I didn't know it was sexy. It was. And he, and he's like he and Gwyneth Paltrow get it out. And does he like write about her or something? Yeah, I think he kind of bases Romeo and Juliet off of their romance or something. Oh, what a loser. Yeah, he's a dork. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So we're talking Billy Shaky. We're talking about Billy Shaky today. Who, you know, like... Enough with this guy. Enough with William Shakespeare. It's And there's just so much crud. Out Is there. it okay if I say that word? Yeah, crud. I think it's okay. Around, around him, his image, the plays, good and bad. Right. Of the whole holding the skull to be yeah. or not to be. And I don't even think that has anything to do with him. But just all of that buildup of crud mm-hmm. makes me not like yeah. the center of the crud. Which is which the is himself. Ronnie Shocks. Ronnie Shockle. Ronnie Shockles. Um, <laughs> um, I, I, I always hated in like uh, Animaniacs when they would have like a William Shakespeare reference. Yeah, the Animaniacs so were Gaga for Shakespeare. Yeah, they loved it. They loved referencing a lot of things though. Like they would reference like um, Citizen Kane and like yeah, other they liked weird old shit. cinema. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I liked what a bunch those of losers. Little weird animal animaniacs yeah i guess that were they animals um i think they were little dogs oh right? interesting yeah wacko yakko and dot little dogs 
Yeah, little dogs. Trapped in a Filthy water dogs. tower. Filthy dogs, yeah, living Jesus in a water Christ. tower. Jesus Christ, just um, skeletons in there. So yeah, I think my experience with Shakespeare is small, mm-hmm. and that's part of it. <laughs> Usually I think is what's on the show is just things that I don't know about and I'm scared yeah. of. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's I have a small experience, little experience, reading <laughs> in um, high school where you're just like, I don't know, man. Okay, this is good. I can't tell. I have no idea. Right. It is very complicated, the language. Uh-huh poetry old words it just like will kill you in high school yeah your little brain just cannot wrap around it and, and they'll be like read the play at home and you're like what also aren't the, a lot of the plays really long they're like five so acts long. five acts five of anything sucks bruh five of anything <laughs> five of any name me one thing where five of something is good skittles Mm. Mm. <laughs> you got me. Love those skittles. Um, love five skittles at once. Mm-hmm. But um, then I have my my real like tiny little thing that I hate about Shakespeare. Okay, let's see. Is that um, when I was in college, I had this TA in like a film class uh-huh. who was like really like such a grad student, like sees the day, like really trying to like better himself type grad student. Who, uh. And he was like, you guys like, you know, you, you just got to get out there. You have to experience stuff, you know, go to a museum, go to a park, do things, read Shakespeare. And I was just and like, oh, shut, shut up. up. <laughs> so that really turned, you know, and it, I feel like, you know, the quote, read Shakespeare is a thing that people use when they think they're like seizing the day. Right. And it's like, I'm going to read like a Shakespeare play. Yeah. That's, Shut up, you yeah. big idiot. Yeah. I mean, I mentioned in the interview how I like tried several times in my life to just crack open a Shakespeare play and read it by myself. It's like the least creative first thing you think of when you're like, I'm going <laughs> to better up. myself. I'm Fuck gonna, you. That is a personal I'm going to read Shakespeare. <laughs> I'm going to read some Shakespeare. Shakespeare today. Yeah. And I tried and it was impossible. And Come it, on, Kelly. Better yourself. You know, get out there. Volunteer. Go to a museum. Read Shakespeare. Actually, museums is on our list of things we don't like. So just yeah. stay tuned for that episode. We got to find somebody who does like them. <laughs> it's impossible. Find that bastard. So yeah. that's my take on Shakespeare. Not a lot of experience, and yeah. then a guy telling me to read it, and that made me hate him. Yeah. So I'm cool, right? Yeah, you're definitely. I'm cool, cool. and relaxed. Yeah, I mean, I have an interest. I, I'd say I'm Shakespeare curious and taking away james joke you stole it never james's joke james is the one james joyce joke james's joke that he makes that's what kelly does she hears something and then records an earlier section to then say their joke joke. yeah it's very fun for me to do um is steal things from people anyway james urbaniac though is a fantastic guest yeah wow and it's really cool because his voice is so interesting and sultry and he is like really well known for his voiceover work he does a ton of voiceovers he's on the venture brothers as like the main dude on that i believe his name is main dude so main dude actually it's dr venture yeah he's dr venture he plays a bunch of other characters on the show but yeah he's got quite a voice so it's gonna be really fun for you guys to listen to him so get excited get your little sodas and your popcorn Popcorn. Uh, that's how everybody listens to the podcast right at home (laughs) in their living room with some soda and popcorn. Um, I just saw on on his IMDb that he did the voice of David Bowie on the Venture Brothers, which he's oh, always cool. reminded me of David Bowie. That's perfect. Mm. Perfect for him. Mm. <laughs> and I remember him doing from... the math in his head because yeah. he knows I'm obsessed with David. Yeah, Bowie. I'm like, why is it his cock? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, oh, I remember him from American Splendor. Yes, he played uh, Robert Crumb. But so he has a huge list of IMDb he's, credits, he's like movie such, credits. Uh, yeah, he's really just like such a prolific actor. He's been in so much. You've definitely seen him in things. And, and he loves him. acting, which you'll find out in this interview. He yeah, really loves he it. Really it's like, does. geez, okay, we Jesus, get it. You're doing the job you off. love. Oh, oh God. You just and he's really a Jersey boy, it. which is cool. Yeah, that was cool. So he's fantastic. He's like the perfect person, basically, to do this episode. Yeah. So let's... without further ado. Let's without much to ado, ado about, about nothing. nothing. Let's, let's get to the interview. To the interview, Tempest Henry the Third. I don't know if Henry the Third, Henry the Eighth. So James, deep breaths, everybody. Shakespeare. Yeah, we're all really just like on the edge of our seats right now with this conversation. Yeah, it's gonna be crazy. Shakespeare. Um. Wait, we're starting the discussion of Shakespeare already. Do we you can, want to? We, we can talk about whatever to. you want. 
because you told me you would be bantering for a while and then you would get to oh, the topic. Oh, we do the banter with literally without you in the yeah, studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll do that separately. Oh, okay. We'll do that separately. I didn't understand. I'm sorry about that. Keep this, though. Don't. Yeah, no, we're not because leaving. It's real. It is real. Yeah, yeah. That's and the only Shakespeare's big... real, man. It is real. Oh, no. good, good yeah. way to spin right. it. We don't Glad. have to get to Shakespeare immediately. We can chat for a little while. It just seems like you know. We may well, as you well. gave me the list of suggestions right. for something that I, I guess, would argue for that right. you were either not into or don't like. Not that into it. We're or just maybe really... indifferent to. I th- yeah, I think uh, the, yeah. There's a, there hasn't really been anything that we're completely anti. Yeah, there, there hasn't was, been right. a lot of Our like first... Trump guys on the on the show so far. <laughs> yeah, we haven't was... done a Trump. Well, Trump wasn't on the list. <laughs> no, that uh-huh. would be horrifying. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And for if us you to had just a like Trump supporter. I, if I want to have that conversation. They couldn't deal with this environment. No. Podcast in downtown LA, you get a glass of water in a mason jar. Yeah, they would yeah. explode. Too, that's too elite. Very upsetting. LaCroix. Yeah, LaCroix. What's LaCroix? I hate the French. You know. Oh, yeah, French and like it has to do with like, uh, I don't know, like comedy writers seem yeah, to love yeah. LaCroix for some reason. <laughs> uh, so they'd be like, oh, comedy writers. <laughs> uh, I shouldn't have done a Not a southern profession. accent just for Trump comedy people because they're everywhere, actually. They were a lot in New Jersey when we were there. Republicans? Well, those Trump signs in New Jersey. Oh, I right. lost the thread. I thought you were still talking about comedy writers. They're everywhere. <laughs> yeah, they're everywhere. You know, it's there were all, a lot of You can get a nice house in Englewood <laughs> yeah. for uh, less money than an apartment in Brooklyn. So, yeah. Uh, yeah if you're and they're with all of us. A lot of TV out us. there now. Yeah. A lot of TV they all have in Secaucus. signs Sakakas. in their yards. <laughs> and they have signs in their yards saying TV writer lives comedy. here. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Um... James, thank you for coming on thank to the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, this is great. Yeah, so far so good, I think. I like it. <laughs> it's going great. <laughs> yeah, right? We t- chatted about us a little bit, yeah. calm the nerves. Let's talk about, well, okay. So my experience with Shakespeare is pretty limited. I've definitely tried to memorize some of it for performances, which is okay, difficult. Okay, this is interesting. Now, yeah. Ba- back up. Back up. <laughs> back up right back now. Back up, bitch. What performance? Um, let me think. What did I do? I think it was on Broadway. You were uh, yeah, that's Juliet. Right. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was Romeo and Juliet yeah, on Broadway. It's just Juliet. Yes. Yeah. yeah it's it's her thoughts. <laughs> yeah. All the Romeo stuff. Is it was all. Up. It was what she was thinking between the scenes. Yeah. Oh I'm boy. To... Yeah, I got myself a little pickle. A and, uh, uh digression, if I may. Any theater nerds and graduate Stoppard. students out there will get that joke. Yes. Cool. Because so he wrote a play to. about Rosencrantz and Guildenstern, right, who are, are dead. peripheral characters in Shakespeare, right? Who come in, they're like his college friends. They come in, they kind of derp around for a while, <laughs> you know. They're like, you know, his uncle's like, just try to figure out what's wrong with him. Why is he so depressed? Gets his college friends in, uh-huh. and they kind of derp around, and then they're like, I don't know. And then later, it's just reported they're not on stage. It says, oh, by the way, they 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 got killed. Oh. When everything starts going down. <laughs> so Tom Stopper was like, well, wait a minute. Who are these guys? Right. Yeah, what happened to those talk guys? Talk about those guys. Let's talk about these guys. Well, we're not here to talk about that. Play. Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. But no, so were you in a college production? What I is... wasn't, no. I was, This we're talking like in fifth grade, we, oh, we okay. did Twelfth Night, like just in class. Like we sort of like tried to memorize some as an exercise. And then. So first of all, wrong some... way to go about it. A fifth grader yeah. is the wrong way to go about it. What's your favorite TV show? <laughs> As a fifth grader? No, or now. now. Um, just say anything. Stranger Things. Oh, yeah. Or... Stranger Things. Oh, we just wow. finished it Whatever. yesterday. It was great. So if I said you have to memorize the script from this, that would just <laughs> not be a good way in. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> to memorize the script. Is, this, is your, this is your introduction <laughs> to Stranger Things. I'm going to print out a, a script. Right. <laughs> right. The uh, the final draft version. Yeah. And you have to memorize the whole thing. I had. I to... hope you like it. I hope you like it. <laughs> so what I... do you think of that? Just memorize one part of it. Like I had to. I had to memorize. Yeah. No, you didn't memorize like twenty minutes. Then. Yeah. yeah. I had to. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I had to do. I had to memorize a couple lines of it for a sketch I was in at UCB um, as well. And it was like a sketch where I, I was supposed to have a lisp, but I was doing Shakespeare. I don't remember yes. what the premise was. But it was really, it was so difficult for me. It was right. so, so difficult. And it was just like a few lines from <laughs> Midsummer Night's Dream or <laughs> Two <something>. lines. <laughs> it was a couple. Yeah, it was so hard. All right. So, uh, this... so bumpy, so rocky. All right, I'm not judging this. Okay. This is valid. You're, this is, I'm not you, a total idiot. You, uh, To quote Shakespeare, you had Shakespeare forced upon you. Yes, upon me. And, yes. uh, and so uh, you have a bad... Yeah. Feeling about it. I have it. a trauma surrounding Now, have it. you seen, like, 
Have you ever seen a Shakespeare play in a theater? I have. Um, what did you see? What did I see? Oh, oh man. I saw Titus Andronicus. Oh, that one of the brother, wackiest plays. My brother, my brother starred in it as one of the horrible brothers mm-hmm. that rapes his own Who did sister. It? Yeah, that's right. And then they cut her tongue out so she won't tell. And him. her hands off. Well, uh, wait, wait, that's what makes it wacky. Is the <laughs> well, Titan Dan was waiting for I the was wacky. Waiting for wacky. Here's I was like, uh-huh, uh-huh. I was going to say this is funny that you sent me this list like just a few days ago, mm-hmm. and in the midst of like other topics were like parties, yeah, uh, <laughs> casual <laughs> sex. I think was a topic, and yeah. shaved yeah. vaginas. Shaved vaginas is one of and the topics that we hope to talk about. There. Shakespeare, and I was like, you know what? I have. I'm kind of in a Shakespeare zone right now. Nice. Oh wow! Because it's just coincidentally, uh, I just saw a production of Richard III, which there's a guy I've become friendly with recently named David Melville, who's a really talented actor guy, and he has a theater company called the Independent Shakespeare Festival. And they anyway, they do Shakespeare every summer mm-hmm. uh, at Griffith Park. It's really great. Oh, that's so I just great. saw him in that, mm-hmm. literally like last week. And what was the play? Uh, the play was Richard III. It's awesome. Awesome, awesome play one. about a great evil king. Yeah, one I'm of the not great familiar plays. with Richard III. That's it's a real treat. Yeah. And then, coincidentally, I have two 10-year-old twins, and they were just in a little theater camp thing oh. over the summer where they did what you did. They really? did an abbreviated version of, 12th of uh, no, of uh, The Taming of the Shrew. Oh, okay. Some of the kids did The Tempest, and some kids did The Taming of the Shrew, which seemed like a slightly odd choice for a bunch of kids. Yeah. But they did it, and it was Tammy the Shrew has really got a lot of big goofy comedy in it, so right. that worked well. Right. So I saw those, and then uh, my girlfriend Sarah Pocock, mm-hmm. who you know, yes, uh, Game of Thrones ended. Right. And uh, in the last episode, uh, Arya feeds. Uh, yes. What's his name? Volder. Yes, in his uh, yeah, his, we'll say uh, that. his son, right, his... in a in a pie or whatever. Right, and, and that so that's totally Titus lifted from Titus Andronicus, oh. yeah. where the same exact thing happens. Titus Andronicus was the last play, right? Possibly the last Titus... play that he ever wrote. No, far from tragedy? it. Titus Andronicus was like the first oh, tragedy the first. he attempted. That's the first. Okay, gotcha. Because it's very rough draft. Right. And what I like about Shakespeare is absent in Titus Andronicus, although I do like Titus Andronicus. Right. This Wait, is the w- thing. Wait, what is the thing that you like about him? What I like about him is that uh, there's like real depth of character and like human emotion, right? And very recognizable behavior that when it's when it's really performed well, and an actor and directors are really in tune with it, mm-hmm. it's just like a piece of software that you put in and it goes pop, and, <laughs> and you feel everybody gets it. You feel the the humanity in it. Mm-hmm. That came out of this guy's, you know, heart and mind, mm-hmm. and uh, but there's a lot of clutter because it can be acted really badly. Mm-hmm. Right. And the language isn't really that indecipherable. Mm-hmm. Like the most famous speech begins to be or not to be. That's like the simplest fucking sentence. I don't know. I don't know. You already <laughs> lost me. Yeah. I'm to like, what or what? Does it even I'm say to exist? Away. That is two syllables in it. Yes. Right. Oh, so anyway, so Titus Andronicus is hilarious though because. Basically, Shakespeare is Quentin Tarantino. Right. That I mean, he's a guy, but he's pretty much like he loves what's been done before, Mm -hmm. and he's like, I'm gonna make, I'm gonna do what's been done before, these old stories, these old genres, but I'm gonna make them my own Mm -hmm. and do my own spin on them. And is this comparison? I like it so far. Working for you? Yeah, no, And like Quentin totally, Tarantino, he, if I may be allowed a comparison here, he has, <laughs> a, he has like show. an emotional connection to, to, to the act of telling these stories. Right. And the characters are emotional. They're not just surfacy. Right. But Titus Andronicus is written in like the late 1500s when there's a lot of crazy plays of that era that are like really bloody and gory and crazy. So it was sort of like he was getting into... And so he's like, I'm going to write one of those crazy plays. Now mine's going to be the craziest fucking one ever. Yeah, and he really did. And he did, but it's... it's, Here's... Oh, so anyway, sidebar. Uh, Sarah and I are watching the finale game of Thrones, and Arya feeds the guy the pie, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the human pie. Right. Delicious pie. Delicious. Mm -hmm. And I said, oh, this is lifted from Titus. This is an homage to Titus Andronicus. The same exact thing happens in that. Yeah. Someone gets... 
cannibalistic revenge child's... on somebody yeah, yeah by having them eat their child in the pie yeah same exact deal it's mm-hmm. great revenge uh yeah. it's it works pretty well <laughs> uh, you got me you now if it were let's not even say legally if it were economically viable yeah. i would do it Yes, yeah, but only. It's, it's, yeah, it's, like you need a really. The days of Sweeney yeah, Todd, you, it was like a good idea because they could only. But now the economics of it. Instruments. Yes, yeah. The time lack of other meats. <laughs> I don't have the time to cook regularly. Yeah, Who has the time to time cook issue. somebody yeah, yeah, yeah. for issue, revenge? Really. It's like if I'm going to get some revenge, I'm just going to buy it at yeah, this yeah, point. Yeah. You know, right. <laughs> buy revenge. Well, just like you know, I'm going to go out to eat. I'm going to buy revenge. I'm not going to cook. So anyway, Sarah and I are watching this, and she has, she wasn't feeling with Tyson Tronicus, and I said, "Oh, this is." Totally taken from Titus Andronicus. It just occurred to me. And, uh, and then I started talking to her about Titus Andronicus, about how wacky it is. Mm-hmm. And she said, oh, let's read it. Ooh. So we read Titus Andronicus like the next night. Aloud? Aloud to each other? To each other yes. Whoa. Most you of the guys girls. are fucking awesome. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Are, what a couple. I know. It's pretty hot, right? <laughs> that is pretty hot. I love the idea if she was like, well, let's read it, but was just hoping that would like deter you away from doing no, it. No, yeah. I pushed my glasses up with the bridge of my nose and said, yes. You're yeah. yeah, that's ex- Well, You're she knows on. you then. You're on. You were like on guard, Missy. Sarah. You guys are yes. a good match then if she knows to say it and you know, yeah, that's what I want to do. We did. It's a good couple. Yeah. We're Shakespeare positive. Mm-hmm. The very Shakespeare positive. A couple. Well, Dan and I might be after this. Yeah, you're Shakespeare we'll curious. You know, we're trying yes. to be, yes, yeah, Definitely. we're Shakespeare curious we right are. now. We are. A lot of our topics uh, are things that we don't necessarily know enough about. Um, like, like um, the first episode was something we really hated. Oh, golf. Yeah, golf, golf. was the, probably the mo- the thing that I disliked the most still. Yeah, yeah that we've had and on then the our show. second episode... Golf. Our second episode was about anal sex, which is yes. something that, like, we don't well, have those, that Well, you start with the, the big, that's A and B right there. Yes, right. yeah, the A and boom. B of, like, boom. Yeah. Yeah. Boom. those New York Times questions for, like, falling in love with someone. It is, yeah. do you like golf and do you like anal sex? So the first two. <laughs> yeah. And then you could fall in love with someone. So I have to ask, has yeah. anyone gotten a hole in one yet? <laughs> no. <laughs> yes, that's the first question. I wish. We, haven't, we still haven't done it. We, we haven't we, done we, it. We have committed ourselves to, doing, to having anal sex, but and it hasn't happened yet. Don't worry, though. We update everybody. A lot of sharing listens. here on the old. Uh, yeah. 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 Hey, you're, you're the one reading plays. That's yeah. wacky. That's right. <laughs> um, so you guys so, read it. It was great. We read it and it was great. And Sarah loved it. And she was like, I love this play. And she got that it, it's basically just a bunch of effects. Right. Mm. And crazy characters. Right. And it's super violent. Doing People the most get their fucked hands, up shit. The most fucked up shit. Yeah. And you can just see. And it's a young, it's young Shakespeare. It's still early. And there's like a prototype for King Lear, like one of the characters Titus Andronicus, who's, mm-hmm. you know, the main, uh, dude. the main dude has a kind of breakdown and goes slightly crazy, very much in a way that King Lear does years later, Right. but the character isn't drawn that deeply. Right. It's just a lot of cool effects. Sketches. And it's fun that way. It's basically a B movie. Character like, sketches. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it is what it is. It's just it's Did you just see fun. the movie with Anthony Hopkins? No, I haven't seen that. It was pretty cool. I saw it in college. Um... And I was just—it's weird that I haven't seen that. It's, yeah, yeah. It's Julie Taymor and yeah, and in and the the costume. Oh my god, it was it was like a really cool way to deliver Shakespeare. I saw a great production of Titus Andronicus. This is one of the great productions ever. There's a great guy in New York, mm-hmm. a director named David Herskowitz, who's been directing downtown in New York since like the early '90s, mm-hmm. a long time. And uh, back in the day, I was doing theater downtown in New York, like in the late '80s, early '90s. And there was one theater called Nada, which doesn't exist anymore. It was a tiny little black box space in the Lower East Side. Mm-hmm. Like a tiny little theater, like as big as the room that we're recording this podcast mm-hmm. in. And, and um, which is a relatively small room, folks. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If, I mean, if you think about having an audience, like, 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 you could fit like 50 people in this theater <laughs> at max. Yeah. And then you had a little. And you're right a there. A little, you're right there. And so Titus Dronix is, is this insane, bloody play. Right. And this guy did this really brilliant, witty, high-concept production where he found the most creative ways of staging this over-the-top gore Mm -hmm. uh, in this tiny little space. It was really creative, and it really kind of put this guy on the map, Mm -hmm. and uh, I loved it. I think like that play has to be kind of, it has to be done like with a full commitment. You can't do a half-assed production of Titus Andronicus. I saw another production that wasn't as effective, actually, in uh, Shakespeare in the Park at the Delacorte in New York, and it wasn't that memorable, Yeah, which is bizarre, because I can remember a couple of the actors' like speeches, but I don't remember 
any of the action. I don't remember mm-hmm. how they solved the thing of people getting hacked up on stage hmm. and stuff. So that's, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> what I'm getting uh, from you is that you like plays. You like the theater. Yeah, well, I'm an actor. Yes. But now, did He's you... an actorly actor. But did actor. you, um, um, like, when did Shakespeare enter your world, yeah, I guess, of, uh, I guess as, like, an really... actor? I mean, everyone grows up peripherally aware of it, like in grammar school and stuff. Right, right. I went to a community college, and I was in a production of The Tempest there mm-hmm. in 1980, early 80s. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, sure. like 82 or something. Oh, yeah. And I, I really enjoyed it because they're really fun to act in. And I then I just started, well, then a few years after that, I moved to New York and started doing a lot of theater. And, and then I, I had formed my own theater company, so we did a couple of Shakespeare plays. Hmm. And did you do like super like by the book sort of did you try to I feel like everyone tries to like obscure it somehow or like do it, something it's set put it in, somewhere I yeah. once saw a really yeah, th- that happens set in the 60s, Amish country or, that happens we didn't <laughs> so much we didn't really like here's the f- weird okay first of all Shakespeare writes like these plays that are all set in different countries right only a few of them are actually takes place. I mean, there's all these history plays that take place in England, right? But Romeo and Juliet is in Italy, and Titus Andronicus is in the Roman Empire, right? All the pizza in Romeo and Juliet, but they're all written in English. <laughs> and the, and and Shakespeare himself, I think the they they staged these things pretty quickly, mm-hmm. and there wasn't a lot of concern about like being slavish, slavishly realistic mm-hmm. in costumes or even just sort of right. energy and behavior, right? So in a way, the first guy to kind of fuck with the plays was Shakespeare himself, because they they're not they were never meant to be that realistic or literal, right. but they have human truth in them. That's what's so awesome about them. But yeah, I once saw a really great production in the '80s of *Midsummer Night's Dream* that was set in an American high school. Right. And it's I mean the play's about like young people, yeah, falling in love and pranks and things like that. So right. It worked yeah, it really kind well. Of makes and I still a lot remember that production. High school. Yeah, Ten things, I hate. <laughs> Ten things really I hate about you was... Taming of the Shrew or something? That's, I don't remember. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it was that's Taming, Taming of, of the Shrew. Shrew. That's a popular thing where there's like adaptations. Right. Uh, I did really love the Romeo and... Ju- I mean, everybody who was oh, the my Romeo age. and Juliet, yeah. Romeo that, plus Juliet. Romeo yes. plus <laughs> Juliet. Yeah. Oh, that was, was great, great was, for an I, eighth grade Kelly. I was... For horny eighth grade up already. Yes, horny eighth grade I was a grown up when that came out, but I really liked it. Horny adult jam. horny adult. So what is it then? What is it about this Shakespeare guy that's it's so good? It's very interesting. <laughs> well, this is good though. You liked Romeo and Juliet as a kid, I and did. that is that's that's Shakespeare. It's it Shakespeare's is. words. It's interesting though because I've I think my frustration with Shakespeare is that I there are definitely moments in my life where I was like I just want to study Shakespeare. I just want to study acting, and I'd just crack a book and just be like, okay, I'm yes. just gonna read the play, and then it would just be like, I can't do this. <laughs> this is too crazy. I, I feel I like you kind of need a, a group. I, I, I oh, we got a prop. Works. Oh my Ooh, god! Wait, look at that. This, folks. Slam it. All right. Whoa. Whoa. There's post-its in there and everything. There's post-its. Wow. But I didn't necessarily want to rattle through any of these. Oh, my yeah, God. Rattling. It's got the columns. That's always one. I remember, that like, might eat up this a is lot the Telekin Shakespeare. I just want to have it here. Yeah, That's cool. It I mean, it's keep definitely... it on the table. It's emanating. Right. Yeah, I feel something. like I'm in your library now or something. You know, like <laughs> your reading room. <laughs> And it's like, oh, this he knows. Yeah. It had the columns, you know, when books are split into two columns. That's yeah. what all my English books as a kid were. And that immediately gives me the anxiety of like, oh, there's like a lot of reading. It's actually, it's like, no, oh, because yeah, the, the columns, columns are narrow. It's but like the Bible. It's, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, all this stuff is meant to be performed. Right. Well, it's let's actually, see something. It's basically, They're it's, saving it's, paper. Well, no, and it's script formatting, which <laughs> right. if you look at his screenplay today, it's all in one narrow column. That right, that's true. Page. That's true. They could this double is two it up. narrow columns. Yeah. Um, Feels familiar. James, yeah. just a quick, this is a quick aside, but because you, so you came up in the theater in New, in yeah. New York. Yes. Is that where you went yeah. right after college? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I grew up in New Jersey. Then I. Oh, where in New Jersey? I was born I in Bayonne. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm from Oldbridge, New Jersey. Oh, oh okay. Damn. And then yeah. when I was eight, we moved to Marlboro and Mom. Oh, my County. God. That's like very close. <laughs> really? Yes. Oh, yeah. I remember yeah. driving through That's Mar- essentially Marlboro. where my like day camp and stuff were. Yeah. That's crazy. That's oh, very close. There's not a lot of people my, well, I feel my, like. And from... my dad actually ran like a day camp in Marlboro. 
called Rolling Hills Day Camp? No, or it was just country... like Marlboro Recreation oh, okay. Center. Oh, wow. wow. Very I'm close, a Rolling though. Hills guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, That's crazy. There's just there's a lot of New Jersey people that come to L.A. and New York, but I feel like I rarely meet Central New Jersey people. Yeah. It's a lot of Bergen County. Right. Um, I feel like that Bergen County is like the most, and then maybe that's, like yeah, Pennsylvania. Yeah, from up there. Yeah, that's what so many. Travolta is from like, Something. I forget. Probably, I assume it's usually if someone says Jersey. Springsteen, I think of course, is from Monmouth County. Yeah, baby, Freehold. And uh, from Freehold. Yeah. Oh, this is great. Danny DeVito. Yeah, I love Danny DeVito is from <laughs> is from Monmouth County. He's oh, this from is, like oh. Asbury Park or something. Okay, cool. Yeah, I've been Wonderful. to Asbury Park. Yeah, and there. you've been to Freehold and Marlboro and all that. We I did have. that when we did that New Jersey trip. We kind of just yeah, we did, we did like a Central a Jersey trip because I don't Dan's know when I'll be back in New memories. Jersey, and yes. so I wanted to see it one more time. Yeah, his parents. But I've seen away. Shakespeare in New Jersey. There's a famous Ooh. regional theater called New Jersey Shakespeare Festival. You know what? Sorry, go ahead. That's it. I just remember years That's ago it. I was at an audition <laughs> and some actor was going, "Yeah, I have an audition at Jersey Shake." Uh-huh. Jersey, Jersey Shake, Shake which is the sounds worst delicious. Thing heard. So yeah. annoying. Yeah, awful so annoying. name for theater. What delicious actors name like for... to shorten things. They're like, they I did Fiddler. Yeah, Fiddler. I did Fiddler at Jersey Shake. <laughs> I did Fid on the roof. Lame Fid. Lame is. Yeah. Fid. Jersey yeah. Fid. Jersey Fid. I did what, Titus. Can I ask uh, the question I was getting to before New Jersey? <laughs> yeah, a little tight. Um, yeah. Was. So Jersey digression. Yeah. <laughs> the, yes, there's the digression. We yeah. love we love digressions on this we show. We really do. But what we really it's love is focused conversation with no digressions. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you came up in the theater. Yes. Is that what you truly love? Is theater acting, or are you happy doing either? I or? do love it. I started out doing only that. I mean, my first my first ten years in New York, I was just doing theater downtown for the first few years. I had my own company. I was just like working a temp jobs during the day mm-hmm. and then just know that world. play after play after play mm-hmm. Eating yeah them up. it was great and then then one thing led to another and i started making a living at this and then i don't get to do plays much anymore like the last one i did was like four years ago it's a really big time commitment do you want to do plays it, i would i i'm kind of in the mood to do another one i'd like cool. to do another one nice uh it's yeah. so crazy. Live theater. We I talked was... about that with uh, Paul F. Tompkins. Yeah. Just live theater. Yeah. There's nothing like it. I seriously like have such vivid memories of just moments in plays, like plays I saw like 30 years ago. And I can remember these moments really vividly. And I only saw them once, you know. Some I saw mm-hmm. more than once. Yeah. Uh, but it just it just really burns itself into my memory anyway. That's how I feel about seeing like a slam dunk in person. Exactly. <laughs> Sweet alley-oop. And I'm like, I'll remember that forever. Exactly. But that's, you're not kidding. <laughs> yeah, no, no, yes. Yeah. So I, I agree with both of those things. Yeah, both um, are good. Um, I was going to... Anything that actually happens. Yeah, and you see it and you're part of, of it. And even if it's... it's an insane feat of human even, accomplishment. But even if it's not, like the same reason you remember... The day when you were eight, when you went to the store and bought a Diet Coke, and mm-hmm. for some reason, that's it's meaningless, there. but it's there's some emotional connection to this minor event in your brain. That's why we remember these random things from childhood. Right. Mm-hmm. I think theater is kind of like that. Like when it's really good, there's an emotional thing that happens, and we just remember the moment. Right. Of this, you know, this uh, little. Yeah, I was thing. gonna say yeah. that it seems like it takes. I mean, I, I was, you know, saying that I tried to crack open a Shakespeare play and like read them. Well, just here like, you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Boom. I've tried. And then it's just like, ugh. Because I think it's like, I think if I were involved in a production of it, it would be different. I've never really yeah. like been involved in a production. I That's, did it's see really great a couple. To act I went to because... Shakespeare Festival in yeah. Ashland. The, mm-hmm. in Oregon I went to college in Olympia Washington so we went right. down there and like saw a few plays and you know it was it was a lot of fun they did like exciting you know fun little twists versions it's it's like that Shakespeare they played grunge music <laughs> yeah. for the show <laughs> yes. and they're like a lot of hole was yeah. The yeah it was great um Slater yeah. Kinney starred in Two Gentlemen of Verona. Exactly. That would be really Stuff cool. Like that. <laughs> Do you, but going along with what you're saying, like I think sometimes as someone who is not a um, theater, theatrical performer, someone who hasn't been in a show, I do sometimes there is something about like a Shakespeare play starting and immediately I'm just like checked out. I get it. You know, that yeah, you're just like, uh, I think I... 
Okay, you know, because there is like the soliloquies and the um, it, it's sometimes even hard to place. I think mm-hmm. like you're like, what? Wait, who is who again? Just because the right. it's just different. It's a you know such a period piece. Piece. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there, there's an aspect of that. I think of times where I have felt left out of exactly the yeah. Shakespeare no, bubble. And there's a, there's a and there's like associations an audience would have had, especially with like the history plays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because there's like Henry V, part yes. one, Henry V, part two, blah, right. blah. And uh, I, the audience was just more up on the scene once the play even started. Right. Actually, yeah, David Melville was, uh, uh, there were notes in the program for Richard III that his wife had written, who directs with the company as well. And she was like, to expect audiences to get all these references would be like to to have someone watch epi- episode six, season four of Game of Thrones and just say, "You got it. You got what's going <laughs> yeah, on." Yeah, that, that's sometimes it's like how there's it feels. kind of just a cultural awareness that right. his audience had that we need some help with. Yes. Right. Do you think that some of those plays were were written just for you know because someone was like, "Well, you have to write this." I think or... so. For, like, the queen or whatever. Yeah, they yeah. did. They, I mean, Titus Andronicus is just him going, well, I'm going to write one of these goofy, right, violent plays. And right. Midsummer Dream is really funny and a really delightful comedy, but mm-hmm. he was working to... Please someone. Yeah, he, they, exactly. They were right. getting, they were, like, getting paid by the state. Right. <laughs> Do you think those, <laughs> To like... write this stuff, and I, and that's why a yeah. lot of this stuff is, there are very few original plots. Uh-huh. It's mostly old stories. Even right. Other plays, German plays, things that have been yeah. What are the old before. stories? Do you know what it's based off? Some of them are based off of, or well, like just... Hamlet is like a story that had been around, and like there's a, there's like different versions of that that existed. Ah, this sort of I, idea I wasn't of this aware character. of that. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know that. And either. a lot of them are, a lot of them are, you know, uh, based on these characters. And even Romeo and Juliet are like sort of these archetypal characters that existed before right it's almost like greek mythology or something yeah it's yeah like you but it's feel like they've been around forever yeah and it but it, it the thing about him and like there's also just tropes that he's playing with tropes it's, i was serious when i compared him to tarantino because it's like right well, let, let me do my version of this trope yeah and there's right. something about i love a the good pleasure of an ar- archetype yeah the, you know and it's just the thing where if you're an artist you're going to make something Oh, Stranger Things is a perfect example. Of oh, absolutely. You know, yeah. it's like all about referencing stuff that people are familiar with, mm-hmm. referencing movies and characters. Right. And Kelly then and sort were... of reinventing that. Yeah. Because the creators really just, you know, it's important to them. Right. There's something <laughs> that, so interesting. That in mythology, it. it's, it's our mythology. Yeah, yeah, it's true. And so that's what Shakespeare is also doing. But the reason that he stands out and that we remember him, like his contemporaries, like, Ben Johnson, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, Christopher Marlowe, like they're known, but they're not produced all the time, right? Because he just had good? this extra thing where he's doing the trope, but then he's add. He just can't help it. He ha- He just can't help. It's just interesting to him. Here's an example, like The Merchant of Venice. Uh, all right, so he's a he's a guy writing in the 1600s, and uh, the main character. The main villain is a comical Jew who's uh, a comedic, and mm-hmm. and that was a stock character of the time, like these sort of villainous Jews, like the, you know the, <laughs> I mean the anti-Semitism is so ingrained in the culture it was just a thing, right. like and Shakespeare probably never met a Jew, you know mm-hmm. he's like so he's like well I'm going to take one of these stock Jew characters, mm-hmm. but because he's fucking Shakespeare he can't help make him really humane as well, right? Isn't right. this amazing speech, right. you mm-hmm. know, uh, and like he's he just. That's interesting to him. It's mm-hmm. just, it's not even necessarily that he's going, I'm going to take a stand against the prejudice of right. my time as a white person, uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> Christian and Elizabethan England. He it's just interesting it. to him. He just wants to say, but what if, what if one of these stock characters actually had like Opinions. real human behavior, Yeah, you know, and like was really angry and we can even address that his anger comes out of prejudice, but right. it's not so much Shakespeare being a, a liberal guy it's more that that's just interesting to him yeah you know and and the same thing with uh, other characters who are sort of stock figures and these old stories he just it's just what he wants to do he just he has the gift for it and he wants to make them more Mm full-bodied and layered and that's what's so extraordinary about it and when you know an actor just really 
gets, you know, meets him. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. it. You can't, you have to kind of meet him as an equal right. in the theater. You can't be bowed you can't you know that's a good but that's good advice for people listening yeah because you might feel the way that we do is yeah it seems like that's the best way to you can't meet him, that's quote really unquote. Yeah, i was talking about like as an actor or director you have to just go okay he's another goofball theater nerd like i am let's create something together right the stuff is here it's really actable mm-hmm. he was an actor yeah he started out as an actor so he it's gets straightforward he gets uh he gets how this stuff plays in on a stage in front of people. Mm-hmm. That's important now even that. too, I think, for I always tell like directors and actors and stuff, you should always try the other thing. Even if you don't like it or don't want to, it's good just to understand where that person's coming from. Yeah. The next time that you're acting or directing or something, just to help the whole production. But yeah, I like that. But the idea that you have to meet him on as an equal, as a Yeah. Like he's this iconic it's like don't even, it doesn't even like like he's human, right? And right. he is kind of supernatural. And people, mm-hmm. yeah, they're like, well, <laughs> I mean, that, I think that you're all the stuff with a fucking s- feather dipped in ink. Yeah, so oh, many yeah. like gossipy <laughs> stories. Yeah. Even, have even a just typewriter. that. Forget yeah. a word processor. He didn't even have a typewriter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he wrote it. Where do they even get paper didn't then? Where do you buy where, typewriter? <laughs> yeah, did you, where do you buy paper? Yeah, uh, it, medieval you, staples. Yeah, exactly. We'd been we'd be so lost. Medieval staples. Medieval staples. They had they had them. Yeah, I'm writing the only a movie thing that's where been around that long. Into Elizabethan <laughs> no, <laughs> we have to, and we have to do one of the plays we don't want to do. Yeah, um, you're looking for a job. You're like, what's a scullery maid? <laughs> like, what? God what? <laughs> damn it! What's a scullery maid? What is a scullery Should maid? Should I just be a you know? bar yeah. wench? Yeah, yeah. Um, I know what I that is. Wench? Yeah, can I just well, be a wench, please? Well, you're going to be abused constantly. You couldn't but... be an actor because no, no ladies were allowed. <laughs> no, yeah. that's also the I I if I had a time machine, I want to go see Romeo and Juliet. With men. And see the fucking 30-year-old talking to the 15-year-old boy. His voice hasn't changed. That that would be my uh, Juliet. Juliet. Oh, Romeo. Romeo. Oh, give me a kiss. (laughs) He's like the worst Those aren't the lines. Well, I don't care. That's what I'm going to say. James, is there anything that you have marked in your book that you (laughs) wanted to read? I see markings. Well, this afternoon, I I don't really want to prepare. Yes, but but I do think we should leave people with... You know, because I, I... All right, here's a cool one. There we I'll go. Just read a little... Wait, here's a right. cool little lick for you. Here's a lick. Here's a lick. Here's <laughs> a lick. All right, so this one, it's not even done that much. I was just... Here's what I thought today. Uh, You're the only person that's thought about the podcast before yeah. coming out. Well, of I, thought, I, thought, I, thought, I thank yeah, you for I that. I maybe like just have something to reference, although I... It's amazing. didn't seem necessary. No. Not necessary, but really appreciated. But I thought, how can I talk about <laughs> Shakespeare? And then I thought, well, if I'm going to talk about the place, I'll just remember moments from the plays that I've seen. Mm-hmm. That stuck with me. Right. So they're just like random moments. So there's this great, so King John is another like evil king. Okay. It's not as famous as Richard III. But there's a great scene where, uh, oh, we hire, there's some prince who's in the line of succession. He wants to kill him, but he's just a boy. Okay. He's a child. Right. And so he hires this guy Mm -hmm. to kill the child. Okay. (laughs) And then I just remember this scene. I saw this in Shakespeare in the Park, like, in like, the late 80s or something. Mm-hmm. and uh, But this is the kind of writing where Shakespeare is just weirdly modern and the words are so simple. So he's like talking to the guy and the guy goes, um, uh, oh, so he's talking about uh, the boy. He's hired this guy. And also it's all these layers of irony. Mm-hmm. So he goes, uh, guy's name is Hubert. It's <laughs> 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 a great name. He goes, good Hubert. Hubert, Hubert, he calls him Hubert three times. Uh, throw thine eye on yon, on yon young boy, like he's pointing to like the mm-hmm. tower or everything mm-hmm. where the boy where lives. He is. Point thy eye on uh, yon young boy. I'll tell thee what, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> he's a very serpent in my way. And wheresoe'er this foot of mine doth tread, he lies before me. Dost thou understand me? Thou art his keeper. I remember this being played just really still, but it's very chilling and it's sort of ir- irony right. and it's sort of good cheer. Mm-hmm. Dost thou understand me? Thou art his keeper. Mm-hmm. And the guy mm-hmm. goes, and I'll keep him so that he shall not offend your majesty. Ooh. And then King John goes, death. <laughs> That's his whole line. And then yeah. Hubert goes, my yep. lord, a grave. 
And then Hubert goes, he shall not live. And King John goes, enough. <laughs> He's and that's like, the exchange. Take care of him. You yeah, mean kill yeah. him? So yes, the, but shut and up. And the rhythm of that is so awesome. It's like, I'll, I'll, and Hubert's like, I'm not sure where you're going with this. He's like, oh, I'll keep him. I'll keep him so he shall not offend your majesty. Death, my lord, a grave. He shall not live. Enough. Hubert. Okay. And moments like that, like I remember seeing that on stage and it was so riveting. And it's so spare too. It's just it's and that writing is very modern. The rhythm of it is very modern. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you totally. Know? And that character of being like yeah, I'll do it. Like, yeah, and the it. way that slowly starts honing yeah. in on what he's talking about. Like, hey, you're going to take care of him, right? Right. He's like, yeah, I'll take care of him. <laughs> and then, he, and then it's just like, what monosyllables? And he's like, I mean, kill him. Death. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, well, we should probably start to wrap up, but <laughs> that is not a, a negative thing on anybody. We've been talking for a little while, yes. which is great. However, can, can I try one of the passages? Oh, totally. Oh, Kelly, wait, do you want to? For yeah, you. I'll I think try it'd be one fun too. to try. It, yeah, you should try pick it. one for each of us. Yeah, yeah, pick one oh, for. We'll yeah. we'll we'll try the shake. We'll end the Shakespeare with Shakespeare thing with some Shakespeare with the Bard. Why is he called the Bard? Uh, the Bard. Uh, yeah, the Bard. I don't is know that what that a, is. We don't know. Nobody knows. Is a bard? I think a bard is just just some playwright or something. Oh. Word for writer. Oh, okay. oh, gotcha. The Bard. The Bard. Poet. How tall was Shakespeare? A little guy? Oh, this is a good one. This is the end of Titus Andronicus. Ooh. This is hilarious. So th- there's a bad guy in this. Okay. He does bad shit. <laughs> and they catch him and they're going to put him to death. And, and he has a final speech where he goes, fuck you all. I'd do it again if I could. Wow. <laughs> okay. okay. Awesome speech. So where uh, Yeah. So this is Aaron. This guy's name is Aaron right there. Okay. And this is like, at the, it's, this is the last... It's like the very end of the play. I'm saying, fuck you. They've got him dead to rights. They're going to kill him. And he has a chance to repent. And he says this. Ah, why should wrath be mute and fury dumb? I am no baby. I, that with base prayers, I should repent the evils I have done. Ten thousand worse than ever yet I did. Would I perform if I might have my will? If one good deed in all my life I did, I do repent it. From my very soul. <laughs> yeah. That was fun. It's pretty good. Kelly, you want to try one? Yeah, I want to try if one. If one good deed I ever did. Yeah. That so was amazing. That felt good. Yeah. Okay, great. okay. I could see you this. You know what? I feel like with my adult brain, it's going to be a lot easier to try reading Shakespeare. Well, and here's again. the thing. With your adult brain, uh, now that you're grown up, you've gone through all the human experiences. Right. So, so it's yeah, that it's might be part of it. More it really is. It might accessible. be part of it. I remember having to like read a passage in even tenth grade, and it was weird. Yeah. Let me find a nice pithy one. <laughs> yeah, find me a pithy one. Oh, there's, yeah, there's, Kelly's I, pretty pithy. I'm very. It's a good comedy one. This is kind of long though. Okay. There's Launce into General Verona, who is a uh, a comical servant who has a monologue about how he was at a dinner party with a bunch of aristocrats and his mm-hmm. dog peed onto the table and they were gonna like whip the dog and he went no no it was me <laughs> like he takes the fall for his dog it's a really funny That's speech really actually cute, too. it is cute that holds Very up sweet. but it's kind of long yeah uh, to do that one. but that's a good also the thing with the jokes is sometimes the jokes hold up like that's still a very funny concept right yes the guy basically taking the fall for his dog he actually has a line like it was i who'd done the deed you speak of you know he, like he <laughs> yes. tells the guy he peed <laughs> Which is way more insane. Yeah, exactly. It's more insane. Like that, as a piece of comedy, really holds up. I've seen it on stage, and the character works. But then sometimes there's a line in like Twelfth Night where they're playing a joke on Malvolio. It's a very famous scene. Twelfth Mm -hmm. Night was they prank the the buffoon in that. They prank him. And then they're talking about the prank is that they've written a fake love letter. He thinks. Right. The woman he works for loves him. Right. And they go, he's smiling, he's smiling. And then they're like, he's smiled his face into more uh, lines that are on the new map of the augmentation of the Indies. And everyone's like, <laughs> and, <laughs> Hilarious. Like, it's now... the least pithy joke in Shakespeare. He smiled his face into more lines that are on the new map of the augmentation <laughs> right. of the Indies. Which you were all aware of that. Which you know, they everyone, made that new map. With there's all those all lines. lines. Of the, yeah, and there's all Remember? these lines. Remember the lines? It's <laughs> so a lot of lines, yeah. guys. That's, so the that, actors kind of have to overact you, that, that real intensely. It's so not 
wink, wink, wink. I'm yeah. making a joke. It's like he, you're so old, or your mama when your your yeah. your mama's your mama so fat so when she sit around the house. But it's also she it's like around the house. She's a piece of notebook people in the paper. audience turning to each other and going topical. Topical, <laughs> exactly. Which I hate topical humor. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, here you go. I got to go in for you. One of the most famous speeches ever. This is uh, Hamlet. Right. And his advice to the players. This is a first remember this, for old right? Kells. Oh, come on. It's a Kelly. man's world. This is actually just It's a man's world, this is a baby. Man's world. This is, yeah, but Hamlet's been played by women many okay. times. Okay, okay. So I'm going to do the whole deal? Okay. Just whenever you Already feel intimidated. Like she already doesn't want to do this it. this is just acting tips. So it's just like how to act, and it's still holds up. 3.2, enter Hamlet, and three of the players. Yeah. Speak the speech, I pray you, as I pronounced it to you, trippingly on the tongue. <laughs> but if you mouth it, as many of our players do, I had as leaf the town crier spoke my lines. Yeah, don't fucking shout it like the fucking town crier. Crier. Gotcha. Which gotcha. is still a thing that they do today. Gotcha. That's why people don't like Shakespeare. I wish you were my like, theater teacher. To be or not to be. Yeah, it's often shouted. <laughs> Have you considered <laughs> being a te- theater teacher? No. <laughs> no. Fuck no. <laughs> Please don't say Get that away to from me. me. <laughs> you would be good, but yes. Nor yes. do I not saw the air too much with your hand. I love that one. Thus. Bad gesturing. But use ah. all gently. <laughs> For in the very torrent, tempest, and as I may say, whirlwind of your passion, you must acquire and beget a temperance that may give it smoothness. Oh, it offends me to the soul to hear a robustious, periwig-pated <laughs> fellow te- tear a passion to tatters, to very rags, to split the ears of the groundlings, who for the most part are capable of nothing but inexplicable dumb shows and noise. A little diss at the audience there. Ooh. I would, I would have such a fellow whipped for o'erdoing termagant. It out, Herod's Herod. Yeah. Pray you avoid it. Pray you avoid Pray it. You. And then they go, I, wear, I warrant your honor. I That's warrant your honor. Says. I warrant going to do it, your honor. That, that advice holds up, though. That's good advice. It's basically the old, uh, the, the number one acting note you get is split the difference. That's Hamlet saying split the difference. Like, split the don't diff. be too big, but don't be too small. Right. Just... Just find a it. nice place, in the, you know. Yeah, just, just fucking do make it, it informed by something. Yeah, it's making an actor it sound writing that. laid back. Yeah, it's 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 yeah, an it's interesting a new way of skill. About it. It's an interesting skill. Just make it sound like you. It's in you, and that you don't necessarily have to put a. Something's important to you. You don't necessarily raise your voice. Exactly. In fact, usually it's the opposite. It's kind of just what a general. What do you do when I? If you're really angry at someone, and it's that right. Don't yeah. You ever do that. There's no like, yeah. don't you <laughs> ever? <laughs> yes. What did you do? I have a lot of crackpot theories about acting, and one is like the cliche of the bad actor from Shakespeare's time into the early 20th century was the guy who kind of talks loud on stage. And, right. To be or not to be. Yeah, yeah. And then I bet there were actors in Shakespeare's time and in the 19th century and so on who they had to be heard. You had to be heard on stage, but they didn't lead with the voice. Right. They led with, you know. Emotion, yeah. They led with the emotion. They led with the, the real feeling. And then just it was just a technical necessity right. to be heard. So the great actors were not but leading with the voice. But then lesser actors see the great actor and go, oh, I get it. You just kind of talk just, like this. Yeah, exactly. Right. The same way that acting kind of got reinvented in the – mid 20th century when like Brando and people right. like that were doing movies yeah and they s- could speak softer because they were mic'd right but they also had a different kind of approach to acting that was more sort of naturalistic subtle a little less presentational mm-hmm. than what had come before and then people who weren't as good as that would watch Brando see Brando doesn't lead with mumbling Brando leads with what he's feeling right but it just comes out quietly he doesn't have to raise his voice because he's but on you film can his mic. Every so the lesser thing. actor in our time is like, oh, I get it. Yeah, you just talk really quietly. <laughs> and, you kind of act. and I think in years from now, people will look at actors in movies today who talk much quieter than people do in real life. Mm-hmm. And they'll be go, why are they talking so quietly? In the same way you, you look at style? a film of oh, some old theater actor yeah. and go, why is he shouting his head off? They're mirrors of each other. They're both sort of. We'll never figure out the volume of performance. Yeah, <laughs> That's all. That's the human search: is how loud do you talk uh, yeah. when you're performing? I think I'm understanding that Shakespeare is such um, an integral part of theater, and people do Shakespeare plays so much because it's pretty much a very good litmus test for an actor. It's also a very good training 
mm-hmm. tool. It, it, it's just like it, finding that little that little happy medium. Yeah, and the language is so it. like it's really super visual language. Right. That's what's I mean it's it's ornate and descriptive, but it's visual and it's got a pulse to it. So it's like the language Constant itself references. is it's frankly it's cinematic. It really is cinematic. If you see the plays, the language paints such a vivid picture. Mm-hmm. Of things that are actually happening, things that are being described as have just happened, yeah. and things that are happening inside of people. He really he he describes emotion really well. He created words too, didn't he? Like he started creating like lots of conjunctions. Like eyeball apparently was never a word. Oh, I didn't know it. that. Really, I'd heard like a list. I feel of like words. I've heard of things that he's created. That or makes something. sense. Yeah. yeah, I think they were discussing that in um, a. Radio Lab episode. I feel like I reference yeah, that show every yeah. episode, but yeah, well, um, the same way that a, a director like Hitchcock invented the 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 uh, uh, the dolly zoom, which is the a oh, very that, oh, yeah. cliche yeah. where they pull back but it's, zoom forward at the right. same time, and, and I'm it gives still the, blown kind of away by that. Yeah, it's always like, like every yeah. first director's horror movie always has the. Exactly. It's always the yeah. oh my god moment. Yeah, right. Uh, but oh he basically god. invented that for Vertigo, right? And now it's just become a thing. So it it makes sense that it's a device, it's a tool. Right. Shakespeare would have been like, eh, I'm just going to invent a word here. Yeah, it, exactly. It, it it just gets at an emotion that I want. Right. The same way Hitchcock was like, I got an idea. We're going to pull back, see pull that. the camera back, but zoom in at the same time. And, and it's like, going to give you this weird awesome. emotion. Yeah. And then that just became a thing that everyone does now. Yeah. Two cool British dudes. Two, yeah. Ah, nice. Yeah. <laughs> Two cool British, British dudes. Cool. Shakespeare I love and Alfred British. Hitchcock go back in time. Dudes and dudettes. Yeah, Gotta be great. funky. Dudes and dudettes. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's, that's the story is they got to be funky in the past gotta together. Funky. Um, James, is there any closing uh, like remarks of go see Shakespeare, be Shakespeare? I would I say know, like, the only thing is if you... Yeah, like go fucking see it. <laughs> cool. It's meant to be seen. That's All right. I and here's Dan the thing. This is funny. Yeah. When I saw my kids in their little abbreviated thirty minute version of Taming of the Shrew mm-hmm. and their campmates in The Tempest, uh, I, no one's going to be offended here. I'm a loving father, but it wasn't well acted. Right. You know, <gasps> everyone did well. Oh my god. But the children are basically reciting the stuff with a certain amount of poise and energy. Right. But even that, children who don't have any actual theater ability. You, the play was the stuff was still landing like mm-hmm. it was still landing. You can kind of the story and any you would you'd have to kind of think <laughs> about it, but you'd get the sort of emotions of the characters. It was still landing. It was built in. So right. it's just it's there, ready to be. That's why I compared it to like software. So I guess they're ready to be plugged. You in. know, plugged in. Right. And uh, and then when people who are really good at acting and directing and designing and stuff use it it's it's the best it's really good and it's it's eerie because it's so immediate and you're seeing a person live on stage saying these words that some guy wrote hundreds of years ago and everyone and like he was a little kid you were totally hooked into that story of romeo mm-hmm. and juliet mm-hmm. and he just tells the story really well yeah that's uh true. and it's just shakespeare's characters and those words really captures that teen desperation it totally does and he just has a really amazing uh, breadth of like He's got he's got access. He's mm-hmm. got he's like an actor. He is an actor. He has access to like the range of emotions, and he has this crazy supernatural gift mm-hmm. for distilling them into sort of very active dramatic form. It's not poetry. It's not meant to be read in a book. It's meant to be experienced. Right. And it, it's just really at its best. It's like that's why people are still talking about this guy, and he's still super famous. Right. That's <laughs> yeah, true. It's because he dude. really was onto something. Yeah. But it really is. Me- and there are also a lot of great films. Yeah. There's a lot of good movies. Like Richard the Third, there's both the Olivier and um, oh yeah, uh, uh, oh what's his face, uh, Ian McKellen, <laughs> right? Uh, did an awesome one. Then they're both totally different. Both really good Richard the Thirds. I recommend those. And... That sounds great. Yeah, cool um, man. Yeah, thank you so much for coming. Yeah, thank thank you. you for the educational. That was yeah. <laughs> Thanks for coming. Thanks. <laughs> great. It was great. It was amazing. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs> Mm, I was in the play. I really felt like it. Yeah. No, that was really fun. I'm glad we got to read it. It was it was interesting 
it really is crazy how different my adult brain is when it comes to learning things and understanding things. And it makes me think I either had like a, a learning disability or I just like wasn't all there. I think you're just a child. Those I learning disability so. and just, not being all there is the definition of being a child. That's true. I just hate that, the, that I was made to feel like a failure with that stuff. Yeah, I'm not quite sure why they teach you that. I mean, I understand it's important. In such an ineffective way. I was, I was saying to James, like, you should teach this because he's so good at he took a slight offense to that of course which is like it's yeah, a bummer to hear you should be failed a teacher. actors or teachers you the- hear that <laughs> yeah. acting teachers john ham <laughs> yeah my old acting teacher uh mr dragu you're a failed <laughs> actor it's not true uh, but but john ham was an acting teacher i know right? okay. i know and my acting teacher was mr Drigo. did you guys know that isn't that the one fact about Didn't john ham that everyone knows yeah and, and do you was, know that he was a teacher he was ellie kemper's teacher shitty dating show oh disgusting. that was funny is disgusting. We should try to get John Hamm on the show. We should. We flirted with him at a party once. He I flirted, flirted with, with you. Him. Yeah, he flirted with me. That was cool. Yeah, it was really cool. Come on, Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, having James talk about it was just a really great way to say it. And he used the F word a lot, which would have been cool coming from a teacher. Um, wow, I didn't even notice. Yeah. You know, I'm just this, like, it's just that. so in my yeah, the F word vocabulary now. I don't even notice it. Yeah. That's how cool I am. Yeah. So I, I'm really excited to um, watch some of the suggestions he gave. I also will say that I saw my sister-in-law. I mentioned her last week, too. Or not last week. You're, like, week. obsessed with her. I, I mentioned her when we interviewed Paul F. Tompkins that she's, like, an incredible musical theater actress, but she's also just an actress-actress. She's She acted in this can't remember the name of it it was um shakespeare play? at zilker park in austin um it was a shakespeare play i think it was called like it was called like night moon twilight something i can't remember yeah and she like was so good and i really got lost in her performance like cool. she was so emotional about something it, it's so sad that, that sounds like someone like... watching shakespeare yeah. they were like really emotional about something yeah she was fantastic though as this character and i it really made me want to like see more just because i think that i had a lot of experiences seeing bad actors doing shakespeare yeah i mean i think that's life. part of the problem too it's hard to yeah know to see a great one to right. know what's a great one i mean there's just because it's so popular th- this seems like this has been kind of a running thing thing with us too is that the things that we have been held out of that right. we feel like we are not a part of right. are these things that require some entry level like um uh introduction to right that we ne- didn't really have a good one. Yeah, and so maybe then we've... you need like a little bit of passion to go with that or someone that's passionate to inter- intro it to you. Yeah, and get you on board with it first as opposed to seeing it cold and being like, what the hell was that? Yeah. And then it kind of getting pa- going by, yeah. you know, the decades going by right. without you paying attention to it. And now you're like, really? That thing I hated 20 years ago is yeah. like still a thing? Right. Why? And oh, I could have eased my way into it had I had a better introduction to it at some point. Yeah. Um, I thought James had a really good way of saying it, though, that, like, he reduced it into this uh, nugget that, like, it's all these feelings. Turd, (laughs) actually. It was a turd. Yeah, it was a turd. Um, He reduced it into this little turd, um, (laughs) like a condensed turd, Uh that that Shakespeare is like a... I mean, he talks about emotions everyone can understand, and... And in situations everyone knows about, and it, it it's a magical thing. I don't remember what he said. Everyone heard it. So um, I liked him talking about the Quentin Tarantino stuff, right. sort of just being like a theater nerdy guy, kind of making him seem human and taking these old stories and right. putting a spin on it, which actually made me, did make me appreciate Shakespeare more that the, there were these stories around, because I'm... Th- I don't know. I guess like the idea that this guy created all of this stuff from scratch was always like confusing and like to me and right. it just was like no it no it didn't. There's no sense. way. Yeah, and now it makes sense of him in the context of yeah. time. Right. So what's your take? I'm nervous. I don't know. Um I think that we I also think I'm like boy, you know, so many things we're talking about now, we're not necessarily like so anti them. It's, it's not necessarily like I dislike this or I now I do like this. Right. But I will say I mean, we could still see how that goes though. But I do I am in favor of 
we should see a play. I do think it's a Shakespeare play, not just yes. any play. We, we should, should go see, see plays a play. in general, though. Yeah. Yeah. That Come feels on, like the it's old. It's been forever. We I haven't know. seen a play in so long. Come on, baby. Have take we... me to Come the on, theater. Baby, take me. We almost saw a play in New York, and then we got tired when we were at when we were on our way to TKTS and we decided to go home and go to sleep yeah, instead. We <laughs> True story. Yeah, it has been so long. And I don't think I've seen a play since we met. They're so to be expensive. Honest. Yes, we did. I took you to the Lion King, baby. Yeah, but that's a musical. <laughs> I'm talking oh. about a play play. Like a oh, black real box, deal. like a deal. Oh, God. Oh, boy. Shit. Yeah. Um, something to think <laughs> about. But uh, I'm I think... interested in seeing a Shakespeare play done well. I think James, and... I love you. Yeah, I think so too. I think James, say I it. love you. Say it, you bastard, say James. It. I wait. Say it like a Shakespeare actor. James, doth I love you? I do. Doth love you, James. Abaniac. Abaniac. That was good. That was fine. I said doth twice. I feel like they. Yeah, James. Do I? <laughs> Love you. I do. Love you. Love you. <laughs> okay. okay. No, they never said okay. No, there would have been <laughs> lots Shit. of like made okay. up words in there. Um, but yeah, I think I'm into the idea of it. Mm-hmm. If anyone at home is not into the idea of it or isn't into the idea of it or has another way of telling someone to get into Shakespeare, let us know yeah. at littlepuppyquestions at gmail.com. Yeah. Also, we got a big old contest going on. You guys heard about it at the beginning of the show. We're serious. If you want to get a little canister of quick cook, steel cut oats sent to you, email us. Oats, me. Oatmeal, 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 me, me like oatmeal. oatmeal. A little poem. A poem. Your parents', parents names, names, guys. And then we'll we'll send it to you based on some criteria that we're not going to tell you what it is. And we don't maybe don't know for sure. Yeah. So screw you. Fuck off. That was a great episode. We love you. We love you too. We still haven't had anal sex yet. This is a podcast. Cast. Cast. That was a HeadGum Podcast.